Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Laura, last week we discussed the word of the year. Yeah. Uh, one of the word of the years. There are warring dictionaries and they all pick their own word of the year. Mm-hmm. Oxford picked its word of the year today. And I... I don't know about you, if you have a go-to dictionary, do you have a favorite? No. I don't really use a dictionary. No. I probably should. Well, who did the word of the year last week? Do you remember, Dan, who that was? Merriam-Webster, wasn't it? Mm. Oh, it was. Yes, and their word of the year was... uh, Authentic. Authentic. Okay. Oxford, trying to maybe have a more hip image, picked... This word is the word of the year. Do you know any of these other words? Well, Riz? I do. I did not know Riz. No. Charisma, is which is uh, it's a noun or a verb. It's a play on charisma. So charm, to seduce. Right. Mm, show so me that's, a Riz. That's, yes, that's the verb. Yeah. And then there's the noun, like a romantic <laughs> appeal mm-hmm. there, too. That's Riz. Those, uh, Riz. Riz for charisma. <laughs> these are my former co-workers at Channel 4. <laughs> There's nothing that gives me more joy than watching local news anchors try to figure out what, like, the cool words are. (laughs) Riz is a popular term that my teenagers uh, use. Do they? Have you heard this used? Yes. I've never heard it. So Riz is sort of like game, right? You got game. game. You got some good with with the ladies or with the guys or whatever. Got it. So if you have Riz... You have like a certain swagger, yes, not swag. like a cockiness necessarily. But Riz like, is a little classier than swag. I think so. You just sort of know it. When you see it, you know it. Yeah. I would if agree you, with that. But if, if you're asking yourself if you have Riz, you do not. Probably right. <laughs> but I'm surprised they would choose this as the word of the year when it's... Mm probably kind of confined to a certain demographic. People don't know the word Riz. That's very true. You know? It's a Gen Z thing. Yes. Uh, I think it's okay to not know what the cool words are, right? Yeah. Like, I'm always interested. I'm always asking my kids, like, what's the what's the hip lingo? <laughs> yeah. Right? I'm sure they you love cool cats. telling you. Oh, they love you it. you are the coolest I'm that sh- they tell you every day. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> the... the I heard um, Seth. So we took Seth and a friend over Thanksgiving to a Wolves game. Yeah. And it's just fun to be in the car with your kids. Yes. And listen to them as they talk, like, without knowing that you're – they. I don't know if they think there's, like, a, a limousine-like yeah. partition <laughs> that you don't hear. But the, the phrase these two kept using was low-key. Low-key. I'm low-key excited about this. I'm low-key this, <laughs> low-key that. So it's like low-key. It's not that big of a deal, but it's used as punctuation. I might try that one on my kid when I'm with him tomorrow night. Drop the low-key. Low-key.
How do I use it in a sentence? Uh, hmm. Tell me what you just said, what they were saying. So if you said, like, if you were talking about uh, something uh, forthcoming, you could say, I'm low-key excited to decorate our Christmas tree. So it's like a level of enthusiasm. Yes. Got it. Yes. All right. So, like, you're trying to be cool by not being over-exuberant. I do that all the time. You're low-key. I'm (laughs) low-key excited. It's all very funny. It is... You know, they were talking about this on CBS this morning, and I, I, the point they made about our youth, like we had this kind of, we had these words, right? Dece. Dece. Mm-hmm. But they were never legitimized by a dictionary. No, no they weren't. It, it totally takes away the coolness of using the word when the freaking dictionary made Riz the word of the year. Riz is officially over. It's over, right? It probably is, yes. It's just funny. We had, like, every generation has their own code. Yep. And it's fun, and it's it's low-key great. It is low-key great. I do (laughs) believe, though, that our generation, I think you're a Gen Xer with me, aren't you? Yes. We're just at different ends of it, maybe. I think that we just get kind of forgotten sometimes mm. or, or not yeah. given the type of attention that a Gen Z or a, a millennial gets. And I don't really care about this. I just think it's interesting. Our Gen X phrases. So so none of these were named word of the year. Gnarly. Mm-hmm. Dis. Di- dis. Oh, dis. Take, like take a dis somewhere. Yeah. Take a chill pill. Yes. Uh... Trippin', mm. headbanger, yeah. Those are those are some Gen X, some Gen X phrases. Okay. You go, girl. Oh yeah, that's that was fun. another one. That was us. That's fun to say to boys. You go, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we used to talk about chilling out, right? And, and now it's become like Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill, which yep. does not, in fact, mean chilling. What does it mean? Well, Laura, when two two people are are you telling enjoying me each other's company? Uh, okay, this is news to me. This is news to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean which base you're crossing. <laughs> I but... did not know that Netflix and chill means messing around. Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> That's How do really I not what it know means. This? So the beauty oh is God. back in the day when I was anchoring the the morning news, one of my colleagues, I don't want to say who, but did use (laughs) Chris Chris Tubbs coming in the room, just shocked. No, I I think plenty of people don't know. Plenty of people don't know, Laura. I'm thinking of Netflix and chill means you're just chilling out. out. Maybe you're watching a movie. No. Yes. Oh, my God. Now you know. Wow. Now you know. I thought I knew everything. Uh, when we last talked, I was going on a mission to see the Aurora Borealis, mm-hmm. and we did, in fact, go up to St. Joe. Were you up all night? Because they did not appear for quite some time, right? Uh, they showed around 5.30 or 6 in the morning. Oh, my God. Which, it sure would have been nice <laughs> to go to sleep early and wake yes. up to go look. I did wake up at about 6.15, uh, 6.20, and I saw someone post a picture from like 6 a.m. So I did go outside in Maple Grove and 
there was some activity. I'm not going to cross this off my bucket list. Yeah. Because it wasn't really visible to the naked eye. But when you read articles about going to see the Aurora, it talks about how there is this sort of green hue mm-hmm. and that it shows up better in a photo oh. than it does to the naked eye. Well, that's cool. So, and indeed, like you could see this sort of greenish. Nice. So it was something. That's something. But we had a nice time in St. Joe. Excellent. What a cute town. I've never been there. So we had dinner at a restaurant called Q, uh, Crew, and we had the chefs on our show a while ago. Mm-hmm. It was great, like this uh, kind of New Orleans-style, uh, really terrific food. And then we went to a uh, uh, St. John's bar okay, called uh, The La. Fun. And a woman from Cold Spring was very excited to see me, Yeah, and she... Just gave me a big old hug. Well, I'm like, all you gotta right. Expect that, Jason. I, I was, I was not expecting that, uh, <laughs> but I liked it. I liked it. Nice. Uh, um, this weekend, I went to a number of Christmas bars. These holiday, yes. Over, it looks like someone threw, threw up, up Christmas yes. all over it. Red and pink and green and sparkles and lights and little elves and everything, huh? It's so fun. I know, isn't it cool? It just, it looks great. It looks ridiculous. And what I especially like is two of these places are right near each other in Uptown. Okay. So Uptown, I, you know, a lot of people have, let's be honest, like Uptown has been just absolutely changed yeah. for the worse yeah. since uh, the riots after the murder of George Floyd. Crime, a part of it. Destruction, a property, a part of it. Also a waning in popularity in some of these national brands that had set up there. Right. Like the Victoria's Secret and the Apple Store and whatever. Like yeah. these things, no one was going for them anymore. It's not the cool, authentic not, place to go anymore. Now that's exactly. kind of moved to the North Loop, I think, right? But there still are cool things over there. And they decorate up and down Hennepin from like Lowry Hill all the way to uh, Lake Street. Nice. And it's all like white Christmas lights on every light I'll have post. To look at that. But then you got Nico's Tacos and Red Cow, both of which have Christmas themed things. Fun. And it was great. There were like people lined up outside of Nico's. There was two hour waits at Red wow, Cow. That's wonderful. It was really good. It was really good. That sounds fun. One last thing for you, and it is National Cookie Day <sighs> today. That's right. Um and what I'm inviting our listeners to do and what people have been texting in is making a decision uh, in a game we're calling a Cookie Survivor. Tonight on Cookie Survivor, the nuts are ganging up on the cool kid. Macadamia, peanut butter, and the least popular member of the alliance, oatmeal raisin. At Tribal Council, one cookie must go. Will chocolate chips survive? Will Snickerdoodle advance past the immunity challenge? Which cookie will outwit, outlast, and outplay the others? This is Cookie Survivor. All right, so you got to vote one off. Cute. you got to vote one off. Which cookie are you kicking off the plate? Do I have some contestants? Um, macadamia nut. Snickerdoodle, oatmeal raisin, uh, 
chocolate chip or sugar? Um, it's a toss-up between oatmeal raisin and sugar. Yeah. Too sweet. Sugar is a no for me. How do you come down on peanut butter? I like peanut butter. And I like a really, I like a peanut butter thumbprint Christmas cookie. Give me the thumbprints oh, with, all day with, with, the, with the chocolate kiss in the middle. Is the kiss the correct answer or is it the mini uh, Reese's peanut butter cup? Mm, no, that's too much. Too much. Yeah. Cook, kiss. You want to kiss Dan Cook? You want to? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would go with the peanut butter cup myself, but that's that. It now your thumbprint peanut butter cookie is. I approve of that. The regular peanut butter cookie with like the fork mark. Yeah. Not no. interested. Overrated. I would agree. That's not my favorite. I also don't like anything where you just like put some jelly in it. Like oh, a little jelly thumbprint. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Jelly belongs on toast or in a peanut butter and jelly, <laughs> not on a cookie, in my opinion. Snickerdoodles, says one texter. It's like dry eggnog without the booze. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had a snickerdoodle. I have a snickerdoodle here. I'm gonna. You're going to take it. Uh, well, you don't have to. I also I can't stand <laughs> those. <laughs> What's that stuff called that's like, it looks like hard meringue. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yes. I think it's just a meringue cookie, oh, right? Oh, yeah. That's I made those too. once. Ugh. Uh, it was easier than you would think because you're just like whipping the heck out of egg whites to make those meringues. Uh, and they were pretty. Yeah. You know? Uh, oatmeal raisins are top three for me, says one texter. Mm, okay. Who said, well, meant to say, shut your mouth, Dan Cook, but I think there was a little bit of a fat finger. <laughs> if you are trying to say shut and it's autocorrecting to something else, you know, <laughs> wash your mouth out with soap. I don't know. If there's a fresh cookie, yeah. I'll eat it. A fresh there's almost chocolate nothing. chip would be fabulous. Or are you thinking of macaroons, one texter is macaroons. asking. Like, it's sort of meringue. It's like a meringue sandwich cookie. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. You know what's an underrated cookie? The duplex. What's the, that? It's just like the black uh, sandwich cookie with the white cream in the middle. And I like the generic uh, duplex. Hmm. Is that, am I saying that right? I've never had a duplex. Is it like an Oreo? It's like, like I'm, it's like an Oreo. No, it's called duplex. I'm not making it up. But like, I like the cheap house brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd recognize it if you saw it. It's like an Oreo, but, yeah. you know, for people who don't have the big Oreo bucks like me. One cookie I used to absolutely love, and I don't even know if you could call it a cookie, but my grandma used to buy them, and I think they were called pinwheels. Oh, yes. With marshmallow and yes. chocolate. And yes. I always remember how she would say it because she would say pinwheels, <laughs> like pinwheels. <laughs> and I loved them. Those you, were awesome. They still have them, it looks like. Yeah, yeah. I would eat a pinwheel. Uh, texters are saying Hydrox when I was Hydrox. saying Duplac. Okay. It's, it's the Hydrox. Divinity cookies, Mm-mm. out. Monster cookies, awesome. Mm-hmm. I like a monster cookie. M&M's are good. Yep. I don't know. It's all good. Laura, thank you. Thank you. 524 Drive Time with the D-Rush Hour news headlines coming up. Everybody texting Hydrox, Hydrox, Hydrox. I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, Good stuff coming up, including a treasure. 
<laughs> a hilarious story about a treasure discovered in an old house in St. Paul, Mac. December 4th, D-Rush Hour news headlines and a great story from Richard Chin in the Star Tribune reporting on a St. Paul contractor. This guy's restoring an old porch on an old house in the city of St. Paul. And all of a sudden, something falls out of a hollow wooden column. It's an old unopened bottle of whiskey hidden there years ago, attached a well-worn business card. He looks at the business card, and it's his own name, Tom Gelcher. (laughs) This is sort of Tom's bit. He's 64. He's routinely hidden a bottle of booze under floorboards or behind walls or beneath stair treads while working on home repair projects. Sometimes he would leave a dollar bill or a coin or a note that said greetings from the past. He estimates that there are about 30 or 40 bottles of liquor or wine hiding in the woodwork of old Twin Cities houses, thanks to him. But he forgot that he stashed a bottle of booze nearly 20 years ago at this particular house in St. Paul's Crocus Hill. Do you know your congressperson? MinPost reporting some new poll data. I I don't know how you feel about it. I think it's pretty good name recognition of our U.S. House reps from Minnesota. Representative Ilhan Omar is the most recognizable. Only 7% of Minnesotans said they never heard of her. Brad Finstad, the least known lawmaker. You know, maybe he'd be more known if he would ever come on our dang show. How many times have we asked? Anyway. 51% said they never heard of him. 23% said they never heard of Angie Craig. 31% never heard of Dean Phillips. One in four people said they never heard of Tom Emmer. I mean, a lot of people really don't pay attention, right? Uh, Betty McCollum has been the longest-serving member of Minnesota's congressional delegation. 37% of Minnesotans are like, who? We are more patient, we are more impatient than ever before. Minneapolis St. Paul Business Journal reporting that Best Buy in Richfield is now working with DoorDash. Do you need your headphones or TV that, if you need it that fast, go to the store. Go to the store. Best Buy, the first national electronics retailer to sign up with DoorDash. We really are so, so lazy, aren't we? Uh, DoorDash, you can order at Staples. That sort of makes sense. Maybe you have a, a, you know, office supply emergency. Petco, I guess. You need some dog food now. Victoria's Secret. Now, if you have an emergency at Victoria's Secret, that you're going to DoorDash something, you might want to consult your doctor. I'm just saying. Uh, Obviously, your average door dasher is not going to be able to get an 85-inch TV or refrigerator in their car, so that's probably going to be a no-go. 532, that's the D-Rush Hour news headline. So much going on in the sports world. Vikings had a bye week. 
Uh, what did Dave Schwartz do instead of watching a Minnesota Vikings game? We'll talk to Dave about that next on CCO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Dave, without Gophers football yesterday, what did what did you do? How did you enjoy well, the bye day? I um, without I'm Gophers at Vikings. 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 I was gonna say I was waiting by the computer for, yeah, for the the Quick Lane Bowl tickets to open up. So I yeah, have you I got to make sure well, I got for the presale? I assumed we were just sending you to cover it, right? Well, tickets are going fast. I mean, I wanted to make sure I could get. Why? Why has everyone got to be so negative about the bowl game? <laughs> why can't we just celebrate the wins? Let's have some fun. Because there were more losses than them. That's why. Well, I did read this afternoon that Yahoo Sports ranked all 41. Yes, there are 41 bowl games. Mm. And in last place is the Quick Lane Bowl. Minnesota, sub-500 team. Quarterback went to the transfer portal. So we, we don't. Who's going to be the quarterback? It's just whoever the backup is. I don't know. I, I'm assuming Cole Kramer. He, I think he's the could be the Dan Cook. We're not sure. <laughs> Might as well. Uh, here's, if no, here's look, what, wait a minute now. In my defense, yep. If the other team is required to count to like 125 Mississippi before they can rush, I can get some things done. <laughs> look, we we are quick lane bowl veterans. We have won twice before. Who can forget the Mitch Leidner Gopher 21-14 win over Central Michigan? How about 2018? Mo Ibrahim, 224 yards, two touchdowns, 34-10 win over Georgia Tech. This will go down as another legendary quick lane bowl win. All I can do is do the math really quick and think about Mo Ibrahim, who I think his last year was last year. And somehow played in the bowl game in 2018? That's right. I think wow. he still is. He may have three years of eligibility left. I'm not I think sure. He has the his, way. He's a doctor. He got his That's doctorate. <laughs> he's actually Twice. a grandfather. He's had <laughs> was that long ago. The, the frustrating thing, and I can understand this, and people I've, I've read and talked to people today uh, who say instead of putting a sub-500 Minnesota team, and, and this isn't against Minnesota, Right. But you have a team like James Madison, who is number one in the subdivision, yeah. who yeah. played is perfect on the year, and they don't get to – granted, again, it's another subdivision. I get it. But why not take the top team or two from that subdivision – and put them in a bowl. Well, game. who? Why? Who cares? Why do we? Who cares? Who cares about the Quick Lane Bowl? I mean, you know, Detroit's having a renaissance. I read today that Detroit has the fewest number of homicides in sixty years. They're on track for. I mean, let's go celebrate Detroit. I'd love to go to the Quick Lane. When is it? When's the Quick Lane? Uh, December. Isn't it the 26th? It's, it's some like. It's the 26th, yeah, day after Christmas. 26th, like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, I'll be in Chicago. I could probably make a quick flight to Detroit. Good luck. I've been to Detroit and I'll, wow. many times. I'll pass. Wow. 
Nothing wow. against Detroit, but I've it been... It certainly sounds like there's something against yeah, Detroit. I guess it really does. Well, what city do you want to take a dump on next? Green Bay? <laughs> what about Green Bay? <laughs> oh, that's low-hanging fruit. That's too easy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Packers? Packers look like, you know, I mean, I don't want to get too carried away on the love train, but they looked pretty good last night. Can we state the obvious that, that Taylor Swift did not come to Minneapolis oh but chose gosh. to go to Green Bay instead? Yes, yes. What, did you talk about the, this already? No, no, because it's it's about the typical Minnesota reaction to anything. <laughs> We're better than Green Bay for a, for a trip in the middle of the winter. Well, I think if you were asking Taylor Swift, do you want to go to Minneapolis or Green Bay, frankly – Going to the legendary, iconic Lambeau Field would be a more defensible choice. It would. I will give you that. It, Lambeau Field is spectacular. I and Taylor Swift, the reason she didn't come here is because, like, they had just started dating and it was this out-of-control frenzy. She was smart to step it back, <laughs> make sure that what she had was real, and now she knows. Now she knows it's real. So I missed the game last night. Was was she stuck? Was um, Patrick Mahomes' wife stuck next to her again? Because when I saw yeah. her yeah. one other time, she looked like she would rather be anywhere else. I think they looked. They last night they looked. Perhaps they're aware of the optics, or perhaps they've just had some time to hang out. Now, isn't this her sixth game she's been to? Probably. So this I. Is- this is the kind. Well, of you brought it up. I didn't even bring it up. Listeners have been. I wasn't even going to bring show. it up. Here's what I love. Like, I tweeted out something last night about, like, insert fake Minnesota outrage when the video came out of Taylor showing up. Mm -hmm. And all these absolute football bobos, like, go nuts about how, like, how mad they are that anyone's talking about Taylor Swift. Who cares? Is it that hard for people to ignore it? It's fine. They didn't even show her that much during the game last night. It wasn't even a big deal. They showed Simone Biles uh, as much, and she's married to, like, a sort of irrelevant Green Bay Packer. What happened more, references to Taylor Swift being there or Chris Collinsworth's love for Brett Favre? (laughs) What happened more last night? What's beautiful is, like, all you read from Green Bay fans is, like, how Collinsworth is in love with Mahomes. Oh, everybody hates Collinsworth. I like Collinsworth. Everybody hates him everywhere he goes. It's apropos to rag on Chris Collinsworth. Did the the Gophers women's basketball team sell out their game because there's a new mojo on campus for the women's team or Caitlin Clark? (laughs) Probably, I, listen. Probably a little bit of both. There's also come on, some, Dave. There's also some excitement around Don Plitzewite. I mean, she, the, the team has been playing well, and is Plitzewite fever sweeping Dinky Town already? <laughs> Why have they not sold out a game prior to the <laughs> Iowa game? I'm not going to. I'm not taking the bait here. Just say I, it. I think wow. it's because say it. of a great uh, quality of basketball being played. On the floor. Just By Caitlin Clark. By Caitlin Clark, yes. Uh, Dave Schwartz is with us. The huddle every Sunday here on the Big 830. Where uh, we do exciting things like make up fake bowl games and and, th- and throw it out there to see. I like it. 
Yeah, we had some good ones yesterday. We what, had fun. What were some of your favorites? Do you remember? Uh, I I came up with the uh, the L'Oreal by Paris Bowl, <laughs> uh, which is to be played in Paris, Texas, because you're yeah. worth it. I like and that. And it went to the That's two teams good. that gave up two massive um, uh, uh, kind of letdown second half after being the lead. So it would have been the Gophers against Colorado. That's good. Colorado, you know, lost wow. after being up to Stanford, and of course the Gophers lost to Northwestern. Right. That's the kind of programming we. Gave I like you it. Well, what else are you? Sunday what morning. else are you supposed to do? Well, it's <laughs> a great question. I mean, I think do, the people who signed my checks would probably wonder <laughs> what are we supposed to do. Is the outrage warranted by FSU fans for them being on the outside looking in? We discussed this yesterday, and I was the only one that really thought. I, I do think they deserve to be in because I think the body of work that they put together puts them in. I also think truly the reason they're not in there is because their starting quarterback is not going to play and, and yes. they would not have given as good of a game uh, as other Theoretically. teams. Theoretically, right. The, the problem is it's not his fault. And, and the idea that you can have a perfect season and still not be in the top four when you're playing in the ACC is really kind of garbage. It's, it's not great. And so – I, yeah, I think they're warranted. I, I don't. Know I agree with you. Is, I. But I think they're warranted. I understand why the committee did what they did. Yeah. And I think it's terrible to say here's a team that did what they're supposed to do, which is persevere when your starter goes down and win games, and then say, "Well, sorry." Not good enough. It, like I think that's preposterous. More, yes, and what bugs me even more is that Alabama slipped in with with one loss because I think because you know the, the whole idea yeah. that an SEC team's not going to be in the top four, as their uh, commissioner said, is you know what is it? he said what is it Sesame Street? One of these things is not like the other. You don't get to be there just because you're in the SEC. Right. You don't have one of the best four records. It doesn't matter where you're at. That one, yeah, it bugged me, and I know I can understand Florida State fans being upset. See, and this is where I, I, I'll push back because I think actually if you, you have three teams there, Alabama, Texas, and Florida State, uh, and when you, when you remove the head-to-head for a second and just look at resumes, I think Alabama's resume probably is better than the other two. I think Alabama's, because, of their, because I, they play in a tougher uh, conference. Well, I mean, whatever, but their, their strength of schedule is what it is, uh, and it's better than the other two. Uh, their only loss came to a team that's also in the tournament. And they just beat the number one team in the nation that had been the number one team all season long. Yeah, I, I mean, I they but the they, could, they could they could win the whole. The problem thing. is they have they have well yeah. And Texas locked to Oklahoma, who's not even on a New York New York six game. So if you want to play that game, you can you know the problem is you have five teams that were all deserving to be in the four team tournament, and this is why this is why they've extended it to a twelve team tournament starting yeah. next year because you've screwed yourself saying we're only going to take four teams mm-hmm. when you know there's going to be more than four teams deserving in a given year, and they just ran flat into it this year. But then it's going to be you have deserved to have more than 12 teams. And then yeah, but who cares? You're not a potential national champion when you're doing 13, at the bottom yes. of the deal. Now you're no, talking, it used to be that you'd run the table. You had a chance to win a national championship. Yeah. Now you don't even have that. Well, except that you will going forward. This will never happen again. You'll never have an undefeated Power 5 conference champion not make mm-hmm. the tournament again. It's, just, it's going to turn into the same thing with the basketball tournaments, right, where you have who got snubbed, right? But none of the teams that got snubbed 
would have gone anywhere. Probably. In that right. tournament, most likely, right? So that's the same thing you're going to run into with the football. Aren't you glad we don't ever have to worry about that in this state? <laughs> Isn't that nice? It's just never no, an issue. on the outside looking in. Right. You can always just, just poke holes in it. That's great. <laughs> what uh, a terrible way it went. Quick, two quick questions. One, yeah. if you're the coach of the Minnesota Vikings, who is your quarterback this week? Josh Dobbs. We, we discussed it yesterday. I still... I'm not. I, I'm not going to say he'll be the rest of the season, no matter what. But I want. I out of the curiosity in me, I want to see what he does when he has the yep. team's best wide receiver in Justin Jefferson. You, that is the correct answer. So now Thank you get you. the next question, oh, which good. is, what did you say to the Minnesota Wild to just get the team to turn their season around? I I've been trying to think. I'm like, what did Dave do that well, that has made such a difference? I like to take all the credit. Right, uh, but I, I think sometimes it, things just happen, and and it takes a change sometimes to for to get people to relax and to maybe just play a little bit differently. And I think that's what you're seeing. Again, it, it's four games, but it was four really good games, and I, I think this team is playing differently. You can see it in the way that they attack the zone, the way that the defense jumps up in the play. It's just there's more offense, there's more opportunity. Guys are playing more relaxed, and it's working now. Oh, that's good. Which has nothing to do with me, unfortunately. Sad. Sad. I wish it did. You got to work on that answer a little bit. I feel like you can. I can coach you how to take credit for things that you have nothing to do with. Well, I will tell you yeah. this: I, oh. I am a very good bantam C hockey. Okay, coach. okay. Now we got to go for sure. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. All right, Jason. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.